Welcome to the Black Mother Wound Podcast, where we center the stories of Black women as we heal from the painful relationships with our mothers, sometimes controversial, always compelling, vulnerable, and real. We believe we can only heal the things we name. And if you didn't know, we're all in this together. I'm your host, Jennifer Arnees. Hey everybody, welcome to the Black Mother Wound Podcast. My name is Jennifer Arnice and I am your host. Um, today, I wanna talk about something that came up on, um, came up on Instagram, I posted a reel. I always say if I'm going through it, I know everybody's going through it. Um, but this idea of seeking validation from your mother about what she did wrong in your life, trying to get her to um, agree and admit to wrongdoing and why that is not how you should be spending your time. You should not be trying to get your mother to admit that she was wrong. That doesn't mean she wasn't wrong, but the fact that you spend so much time trying to get her to see things from your perspective, and actually what you're trying to do is change her, is counterproductive to the healing process. And so I made a reel about that, and I think it's like at like 1.1 million views, which is so crazy because I'm like, is everybody doing this? Is everybody trying to get their mother to admit she was wrong? And if so, why? And if she doesn't, why has that created such a um, stopping point for healing your mother wound? So that's what I want to talk about today. How we can make a different choice without her approval. And um, there's a whole lot that goes into that. So let's just jump right into it. So what I was talking about in the reel, which was only one minute, so you really can only get just a nugget of it is like, is that you're actually rewounding yourself when you try to get your mother to admit that she was wrong for how she treated you. Because what you're saying to yourself is it's, it's only true if she admits it because I, and I always say this, and this is the hardest pill to swallow healing from your mother wound has nothing to do with your mother. It has to do with yourself. Everyone is craving a loving connected relationship with their mother. And so the idea is I can heal if we are in a better relationship. You're trying to heal the relationship with your mother, which you can't do. A relationship is two people. You can't heal something or make something better if the other person isn't, you know, in alignment with what your goal and value is for that relationship. The only thing you can heal is the relationship you have with yourself. And that's what the mother wound does is it keeps you from having a healthy relationship with yourself. Now, why this relationship with our mother is so potent 
and so triggering for us is because she's the first relationship we've ever been in and she teaches us not only how to see the world but how to see ourselves so if she sees us as wrong if she sees us as guilty if she sees us as lazy if she sees us as unworthy unfit it's very difficult for us to see ourselves any other way and this programming happens to you as a child so the child in you the little girl in you is trying to get her mother to see her differently so she can see herself differently and without that you're you're like having an uh, an identity crisis really that's really what you're having when you can't get her to admit that she was wrong which means you actually are worthy you are enough you um are you know deserving of love and affection and nurturing and good things she has to admit she was wrong in order for those things to be true that is what the little girl in you is telling you because you have not um you have no autonomy over your own identity your identity is still tied to what she thinks of you what she believes to be true about you and as long as you have that you are not free you can't really go out into the world and live your own life because you are basically an extension of her belief system you're you're basically an emotional puppet and the energetic umbilical cord between the two of you is still growing and everything she feels about you it feeds into you and so this episode um, is really about how to cut that energetic umbilical cord so you no longer need the validation from her you no longer need her to admit she did something wrong and you can actually decenter her because right now she is the center of your life you have a, a underdeveloped ego and you still are stuck with the ego of a child where your mother is the center of your life because if she does not nurture you if she doesn't love you if she doesn't feed you so to speak you will die your whole existence is tied to her being attached to you in a positive way and if you don't have that there is a fear the egoic fear that you no longer exist that you die so there's that fear there's that anxiety that is always underlying everything that's happening in your life all the choices that you make and so we want to um, do the work to cut that energetic umbilical cord and in what you will then do is center your own self because you in essence have to become your own mother you have to center the relationship with yourself the relationship with her can no longer be the critical um, north star that it has been throughout your life otherwise you're going to grow older as a person biologically but you will stay a child energetically 
And so we have to grow up that little girl in you who no longer is seeking the validation of her mother. And when she doesn't seek the validation of her mother, she doesn't seek the validation of anyone else. She seeks her own validation because basically you've been gaslit your whole life that you're making it up, that that really didn't happen. And you have so much self doubt about your own lived experience. And then you wonder why you have doubt about other parts of your life, why you can't trust yourself to make choices, to make decisions, to move forward in your life. Because the first relationship, the first thing you are ever sure about, you're not. And so you have a life of doubt. You have a life of distrust. You have a life of anxiety because you've been needing someone, your mother, to admit she was wrong. Even if she doesn't, even if she doesn't start to do the right thing, just her admitting that she is wrong can give you like this sense of, oh, I'm not crazy. I'm not fucking crazy. And I think that is a big reason why I have this community is so you know that you're not crazy because when you um, hear somebody else's story and you see what they go through and it's so similar to yours, it automatically gives you the validation, right? You're like, oh, I'm not the only one because thinking you're the only one also sends you into a sense of shame that there must be something wrong with me. I must be broken. Um, it's my fault. And you take that again, you take it into every other area of your life. And so when you can see, Oh, one, I'm not the only one. Two is not my imagination. Three is not my fault. Those are the keys to your freedom right there, because now you can go out into the world and make different choices and have different experiences and live the life that you've been dreaming of. The one that has been like, you've been wrestling with, you can go out there and actually have that because you realize you have the autonomy to do so. That is what healing the mother wound is about. The mother wound is a lack of autonomy. So when you realize it's not your fault, you're not the only one, and you're not crazy, that's where autonomy can be born. And you can then build the relationship with yourself that needs to happen. So, okay, enough of that. What is the process for doing this? Okay, so you say, okay, Jennifer, I'm gonna stop trying to get her to understand, or maybe you have stopped trying to get her to understand, but your your healing process still isn't going anywhere. You still feel frustrated. And you, st even though you're not actively trying to get her to admit it, you still want her to admit it. You still imagine it, you know? So what do you do instead of doing that? How do you begin to recenter yourself? Okay. So that's what we're going to do right now. So take you out some pen and some paper and get ready. Um, what I want you to do in this reparenting process is write down, I'm going to say 
the first three events that come to mind where you feel like um, your mother has wronged you, where you feel uh, neglected, abandoned, shamed, uh, whatever it is, write down those three instances, the first three that come to your mind. And they don't even have to be big. We're not looking for logic right now. We're just looking for your inner child to tell you what resonates with her first, right? And it's really a simple process. Y'all hate when I say that, but it's one you still have to sit there with and you have to go through, right? So once you have those three, I, I would say like defining moments between you and your mother that kind of define the relationship you have with her, I want you to go through each of them and list out how they made you feel. Okay. And once you have how they made you feel, you're then going to start the process of dialogue with your inner child. And you're going to sit I always love doing it in the mirror so you can really look at yourself and you're going to put your hand on your heart and you're going to go through that first defining event with your list of ways that it made you feel and you are going to acknowledge it to her, to your inner child. And it goes something like this, but it doesn't have to be exactly like this. You're going to do what comes natural to you. And it goes like, I'm so sorry that this happened to you. I'm so sorry that she did X, Y, Z. Then you go down the list. I'm sorry that she made you feel this way. You didn't deserve to feel that way. I'm going to make sure that never happens to you again. You go down to the next one. I'm so sorry that this happened to you. You didn't deserve for that to happen to you. And I'm going to make sure that it never happens again. You deserve so much better. And you're going to engage in a dialogue with her that is loving, that is kind, that is tender, that is nurturing. Like you're talking to a five or six year old. You know, think about the tone of your voice when you talk to a child, when you are deeply sorry that they have gone through something, right? And you're going to ask her, what does she need from you in order to, um, I hate to use the word move past it, but to heal it, to move past it, to feel better, right? But what you have to do is let her know genuinely that you know that it was wrong, even if your mother never acknowledges it. This is a, such a powerful exercise because it's giving you something that you never had. And I'm going to tell you, if you want to take it a step further from just doing it in the mirror, do a video recording of it, set up your phone and hit record and record it. And then come back when you finish and hit the play button and listen to you speaking to yourself in that way. It is so powerful to hear the voice because then it's not like you're talking to yourself. It's like someone is actually talking to you and it's filled with love. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make that part mandatory. 
use your phone, hit record. This is not for anybody else. Nobody else is ever going to see this. This is for you, right? And this is how you begin to reparent yourself. This is how you begin to heal your inner child. Okay. Because you need this grounding. She needs to know. I'm not saying you need to know. She needs to know that somebody is there for her. Trauma is not the act. Trauma is the lack of a witness of an act where you don't have the tools to manage the act. There are always going to be things that happen and you can't manage it. The trauma comes when there's no one there to witness it and help you through it. So what you're doing is helping her through the trauma. You are going back to that time and you're witnessing it with her. You acknowledge everything that comes up that she feels. I can understand why you're sad. I understand why you're angry. I know that what she did was wrong. I will never let that happen to you. I don't know why she did it. I don't know why she continued to do it, but it wasn't your fault. You have to work that through with her. Everything you want your mama to give you, you're going to have to give it to yourself because that's the only way you're going to get it. And it is your responsibility at this point. It's not about it being fair because we have this idea of who a mother is, what she should do, how she should behave. And you're going to have to get that out of your head because that's a fantasy. Nobody has that mother, girlfriend. Nobody has that mother. Okay. That is a fairy tale mother. And the idea of what you should have, it means nothing. At this big old grown age, we have to work with what we have and understand that we can still have the love of life, the love of people, the feeling of wholeness, the feeling of home, the feeling of acceptance, the feeling of belonging, even if it did come, didn't come from her. We have to release her from every expectation we've ever had. But the only way you can genuinely do that is through reparenting yourself and giving yourself something to hold on to. Because the more you feed yourself the love you need, the less you need it from her. Remember, we're cutting the umbilical cord. The umbilical cord is what feeds you. So once you create a supply of food, energetic food, if you're listening, you, I'm doing the air quotes right now. You don't need your supply from her. And the anger starts to subside. The confusion starts to subside and it makes the grieving process easier because you still have to go through the grieving process of this mother, this idea of mother that I have, I can now let it go. It's sad. It hurts because it means there's a part of me I have to let go. And it means now that I have to be completely responsible for my own self, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, energetically, physically. 
I have to let it go. I cannot keep trying to relive and recreate a past that will never come to be. But you can only do that as you recenter the relationship with you and your inner child and you begin to reparent her and she begins to look to you for sustenance, for nurturing. And then let me tell you what you're going to find. You're going to find that it is very easy to fall short in that area because you don't have a habit of being good to yourself. You don't have a habit of being attentive to your own needs, to listening because you now gaslight yourself about everything and everyone. But as you continue this reparenting process, as you create a dialogue that is outside of this exercise, that you start to listen to yourself differently and you know how to treat yourself. And if you want to know how that, how are you supposed to treat yourself? Ask her what she needs. What do you need right now? Do you need to eat? Do you need a bath? Do you need to take a nap? Do you need to get off of the phone? Do you need somebody to speak up for you? Do you need to say goodbye? What do you need? And it can be difficult when you think about doing those things for yourself because you're like, oh, I don't want to be mean to this person. Oh, I can't do that. I can't do this thing. But when you say, oh, this is a child asking me, this child doesn't feel safe. All of a sudden now you become a champion of her. You're like, I don't care who thinks I'm mean. I don't care who wants me to go and pick somebody up and run an errand and make myself tired. She says she needs this and that is my priority. Because you have learned to treat yourself the way your mother treats you and it sucks. And this whole thing with trying to get her to admit she's wrong is so you can stop treating yourself like shit. Like if she stops treating me like shit, it's I then in essence have permission to treat myself better. That goes back to the little obedient black girl. I can't do more for me than she does for me. Otherwise I'll be seen as disrespectful. I'll be seen as wrong because she has taught me this. And I think if I do everything my mother tells me to do, I will win her love and I will win her affection. So if she thinks that I should talk down to myself, uh, if she thinks I should neglect myself, if she thinks I'm not worthy and I treat myself that way, then somehow we must be able to bond over that. That's the, that's the childlike mind. That is what's happening subconsciously. And it never works because you like, oh my God, I've done everything you've wanted me to do. And you still don't like me. You still don't trust me. We're still not close. What the fuck? It's because you are thinking with a child mind, how you're trying to reason. And you've got to switch that out. Otherwise, you're going to be stuck in the same situation. I've had people send me DMs and emails. They're in their 70s. And they have, their mother is gone. And they are still stuck. Because the little girl in them is still doesn't feel the the permission to love themselves, right? You have permission to love yourself. You have permission to advocate 
on your behalf. You have permission to do what you believe is best for you. You have permission to discover what that even looks like. You have permission to do that. And once you can accept that, you can stop trying to get your mama to admit what she did was wrong because it's a waste of your time. And who knows what the relationship will look like with her when you start to love yourself. Maybe, maybe it'll change something. Maybe it won't, but that cannot even be in your periphery of it can, it has to be. So what you, what you have to do with healing has to be so selfish, so self-centered that you forget about that relationship. I'm not saying it's easy, but it has to become secondary. You have got to build a bank of loving yourself, of nurturing yourself, of caring for yourself. Otherwise you're going to be lost and you will be stuck in the womb because you will have no autonomy agency and ownership of who you are. And you will always be looking to someone else, whether you look into your mother, whether you look into a, a, a romantic partner or friends or social media, you're going to be looking for someone and something to validate who you are. And it's never going to be right because they will not have an accurate reflection of you. You're the only person that can create that. You're the only person that can create that, um, in your life. So I hope that helps. I feel like I was on my soapbox, but it's all good. Um, I was blown away by how many women are crippled, um, by their mother, not acknowledging what she did. And I get it. I was 40 before it was like, oh my God, you are never going to change. You just don't get it. Like you are still doing the same shit you've been doing my whole life. This is not, wow. And it was painful, but it was like a breath of fresh air at the same time. And I was like, oh, I'm done with this. I'm done with this. And when I tell you it's a long road, but it is a much better road than trying to go down the rickety hobbly, uh, pothole path of trying to get somebody to admit they were wrong and get them to change because you think if they admit they're wrong, then they will change. And this has been, it, it just has been the most exciting time of my life over the last, cause that was 40. Um, I'll be 50 in November. I'm not saying it took 10 years, but it took time. But all along the way, it got better and better and better and better and better. But I'm going to tell you, I was committed to it. It became a lifestyle. Me reparenting myself became my lifestyle. It became like brushing my teeth. It became like eating healthy. It became like getting a degree. Think about all the things that you are willing to commit to that take time. 
Most of those things have nothing to do with like you and the relationship you have with yourself. That's the thing we want to be like popcorn and it just be better all of a sudden. But it, this to me has been like a PhD program, but the benefit is all for me because it has changed my parenting. It has changed my romantic relationships. It has changed my relationship to money and career. It has grown me up because I was a 13 year old in a 40 year old body. And my choices and my life reflected that. And I have only been able to grow up. Grow up through decentering the relationship with my mother and centering the relationship with myself and raising myself and parenting myself and mothering myself. And not looking at it as, oh, that's so horrible that I have to do this. No, I look at it as the joy of my life to be able to love myself. Like there is no one I would rather love than me. And there's no one more deserving of my love than me. Like I appreciate me. I love loving me. I love growing me. It is not a burden and it's not a comparison to a life that I could have had with my mother if she would have been different. That's, that's a fantasy and it's not, I hate to say it's a sense of entitlement, but it is like you're entitled to having a loving mother. You're not entitled to having a loving mother. You're not. She brought you into this world. She did what she did. And wherever it ended is where the fuck it ended. There is no debt. You have to get past that. She owes you something because she, before she was your mother, she was a person. She was a woman. She was wounded. She was traumatized. She was whatever it is she went through. She didn't have it to give you. Just because you have a child doesn't mean you have something to give them. And if you are a parent, you know that this is true. And that's why hopefully if you have kids, you're doing this work so you can have something to give your kids. But just because she had you don't mean she had other stuff to give you. This is the evolution of us. That's a whole nother conversation about the evolution of us as humans and how we love and how we show up and how we relate. They came from a different time and it is what it is. And you are asking too much. I'm going to tell you, you're asking too much to get somebody to admit something that they can't, they can't, they don't have it. And them being your mother and you coming out of their womb doesn't make them have it. That biological act is not always connected to the emotional act of caring. And I sometimes hate to say that because I feel like it sounds harsh, but I can say it because I've lived it. And I know the sooner you get over it, the sooner you heal from it, the sooner you grow from it, the sooner that you start giving it to yourself, you will get it. And you'd be like, oh, oh, okay, interesting. 
And then you'll find a joy that you never could have found with her that you can't find with anyone else, but with yourself. So that's all I got on that. And you know, I love you deeply. I know this is hard and it feels really unfair, but we really are all in this together. And to help along in that process, I have some new resources. If you click the link below on whatever platform you're on, or if you go to my Instagram at Black Mother Wound, um, click the link there. And I have my ebook for Fuck That Cape, which is really a memoir about my life. It's a short, easy read, but it's got exercises and it really takes you through how I came to use my pain to heal. And I also have a, um, a bundle of mother wound healing classes that I did live back during COVID that I pulled out of the archive packaged together and you can have them all in one. And this is the first time that I've ever done that. And I also have a free healing guide. So please take advantage of the resources because they really do help. Um, we are a community. You're not in this by yourself, but it only works when you work it. So I will talk to you guys later. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Black Mother Wound Podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and make sure you comment, subscribe, and rate the show. You can keep the conversation going over on IG at Black Mother Wound and click the link in the show notes to download the free Mother Wound Healing Guide. See you next week.